0: The gang is all back together for this week's OTP. Mike Keith, Amy Wells. That's kind of sweet. I like that. The gang is all back together.
1: We got the band back together because
0: we've got the great Jim Wyatt here from TitansOnline.com, senior writer/editor, back from Atlanta dropping his microphone you he know, literally to, he yeah. literally yeah. dropped the mic he was supposed, to, he was supposed to, to drop the mic at the end i mean you make you make a, you make a big end, statement and, you and then thing, you now so. jeff harding is coming in to adjust the microphone chaos I think, I think
2: jeff set me up on that one yes
0: he's the print guy jim white <laughs> welcome back <laughs>
2: you drove down i did yeah I drove down late uh tuesday got back earlier than expected uh after the big announcement on Wednesday because it happened early in the day, which made it a lot easier. So it was a pretty easy trip.
0: Amy Wells was there. Ashley Farrell was there. You were there. I I guess just overall, this town, this state, everybody just buzzing about the news that Nashville gets the 2019 draft. What jumps out to you, and I'll start with you, Amy, about your Atlanta experience with these owners' meetings and this announcement?
1: There were so many people from the NFL, from other media groups in other cities that were so genuinely excited to see Nashville get this opportunity. It was crazy to me the amount of people who came up and said congratulations to me. I mean, I didn't do anything. I was just there covering it. But congratulated us for having that opportunity. We're saying they were excited to see what Nashville does with it. Nashville is I mean, we all know this and have known it for a while. Nashville's
0: an it city. Nashville's cool. The it city, Amy. It is. We say the it city.
1: Well, I mean, but really, it is, <laughs> and people are so excited to have the chance to see this city shown off in such a huge way. So I'm just, I'm excited that everyone else is excited for us.
2: Yeah, and I, I'll, I'll piggyback on that because you know I've got buddies of mine like Sam Farmer from the LA Times who was saying, hey, I've already booked a hotel. He's asking me. Uh, You know, where's this Marriott location where he's booked a room and uh, other buddies of mine across the the league who look forward to coming to Nashville, think it's going to be a great party. Obviously, the people in the city are excited. I grew up here and, uh, you know, love Nashville, proud to see where this city has come. Uh, Still remember I worked another job at the courthouse. I used to walk across the, the bridge over the Cumberland River back when, you know, there was no Nissan Stadium, and I watched it come up. Uh, back then as a young, uh, young man, and now uh, not a young man anymore, but I've <laughs> seen the city grow, and uh, I think it's great. I mean, I, and I can't wait to see what it looks like uh, next year. Jim, you remember this. When this city became an NFL city, people scoffed. Yeah, people. Oh, yeah. what are we yeah. doing?
0: Covered wagon, streets aren't paved, walking around barefoot. I'm serious. <laughs> I believe you. And then they would come here, and they would
2: go, hey, this is really a great place. That's the key is getting people to come here because you know some people from uh, that have never been here before still want to make wisecracks about Nashville. Uh, but the people who have come here, and that's fans from other teams, that's media that's come covering other teams. Uh, you know We've seen so many players who have come here with the Titans back in the early days who have elected to stay here and make their home here. All it takes is to come to the city uh, you know, hang out uh, for a, a long weekend, and you realize it's a pretty special place. And uh, it's got a chance to do the draft uh, in a different way than, than the Chicago's and the Philadelphia's and the Dallas's, the places that we've been to in recent years, just because it's, everything's such close proximity uh, to one another. And it's going to be a great walking city for the draft uh, to bounce from one place to the next. The excitement in the downtown area is going to be off the charts and, uh, and people who have not been here that are coming here for the draft, you know, you hear about 100 people a day moving to Nashville, that number could double.
1: Well, and even jumping off of what Jim said, we've become a road game for people that they circle on their calendars, mm-hmm. whether it's players who are excited to come and play here because it's a good game, whether it's staff and support staff and media members who are excited to spend some time in Nashville. We are one of those cities now, and that's just so cool.
0: And that's part of the reason you're probably always going to have opposing fans inside of Nissan Stadium now, Right? maybe not to the numbers of the Packers or the Steelers, those fan bases, but it's always because people who like to say, hey, I like to go to one road game a year, many of them are going to pick Nashville. Yep.
1: Because it, it's an easy city, as you guys were saying. It's easy to get around. You fly in here. You stay downtown. You can do everything downtown. There's the music. There's the food. There's the nightlife. There's, it, it's just a great city to spend a full weekend.
0: I, I guess it's just such validation, too. And, and Jim has spent his whole life here. I've spent the majority of my life here. The, the view that people had of Nashville for years and years and years was based on hee-haw.
2: <laughs> yes, true. I mean it really yeah. was. That was
0: their vision yeah. of Nashville because Hee Haw was a, a television show that people saw, and I, I loved Hee Haw. I still watch the reruns. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. It was a great, it was a great, well done show. But that was kind of the the vision that people had.
2: That's true. Yeah, and I remember Hee Haw, and uh, you know that's what led to some of the cracks, right that we're talking because about. many of the jokes are still about
0: you know yes. grandpa jones and all those sorts of things
2: yes so we've come a long way uh you wonder what what do the pedal taverns or the bachelorette parties do they still go on during the draft weekend you think because that's what a lot of people see that now when they come to town That's obviously the a bachelorette part. parties the bachelorette you know oh, party my. capital of the world uh, the, the
0: whole thing with the the ladies riding around on the pedal taverns. So explain this to me.
1: I can't explain it to you. I mean, this is, they're your friends. They're, uh, some, prob- of, <laughs> some of them probably
0: are. Okay, but the point is, why do you want to exercise while you drink beer?
1: I'm assuming it makes you feel as though you are doing something, even though, like, you're not just sitting. You get to see the city. You trick yourself into thinking that you're working out. I get that. My question is: How dangerous are these things? You're just sitting on a stool and drinking, and this thing's rolling down the road. How many people a All year off? just tip over off the back?
2: It was crazy. Well, though. Obviously, not many. Well, I've
1: never seen well, one. Well, they've got the
2: barges now—the party barges that the people are on. They've got the the wagons that people are dancing on. I mean, they've gone. They've graduated from, you know, I guess the pedal taverns to some of these other uh, bigger. Vehicles that uh,
0: tractors and yeah, things, but, what, we, carry the but what we've seen though, and what we're discussing right here, is exactly why the draft in 2019, April 25, 26, and 27 is going to be so <laughs> awesome. Here, <laughs> so, we're going to yeah. make
1: all of the first round picks. Pedal Tavern up to the stage.
2: It's fun. Broadway is a fun place oh, to be. A, any night of the week. Every once in a while, I'll get a free pass from the wife to go out. And I'll <laughs> people. I know some people that'll say, you know, why you want to be down. I love. I love it. I mean, I, when I grew up in Nashville, I, there was a place called Ace of Clubs. Sure. Uh, you, I don't know if you remember that. That was about the only place to go. That in the old Spaghetti Factory was on. Spaghetti a, Factory was avenue. a treat. Yes, it was. And there were a couple Best other places. Birthdays. Yes.
0: Graduations. Oh, you wow. got to eat. That was inside. big. I
2: think you could eat inside. The you know maybe was it, the caboose or yeah, maybe the, something like that. The of, so, so those are the places to I be. I think I have
0: pictures. <laughs> that and up here by our when when uh, Fountain Square opened right over here before that. it fell apart, the Hungry Fisherman was right over here. Oh
1: wow, yes. that sounds yes. appetizing.
0: That? Yes, had mm. a sixteenth birthday meal up here at the Hungry Fisherman. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Free hush puppies for everyone. But but you went from having a handful <laughs> of places to you go. You think I'm
0: kidding? Yeah. <laughs>
2: You know? Went from having a handful of places to go. Whether it's a Fountain Square, where there was also a place called the Heartthrob Cafe the Heartthrob back in the Cafe, day that right. I used to go to. And I see Jeff Harding shaking his head. I think he probably had one of those cards they used to give out. Those plastic cards, if you were had a, a, a membership to it. But those are the places to be now. Downtown Nashville's packed with not only places to go to have a good time to drink, drink a cold beer, but they've got restaurants up and down uh, the street. And uh, it's a fun place to be any night of the week. Here's the wild thing about your any
0: night of the week deal. Occasionally, I get to work for Sirius XM NFL Radio, and their studios are in New York, Washington, and Nashville. Mm -hmm. And it's in the Bridgestone Arena in that tower, and the majority of their country stations are out of Nashville, as you would guess. And so occasionally, I get to work there, do a 6 to 10 shift on a night. It doesn't matter what night it is. You look out the window, thousands of people thousands of people having a great time it doesn't have to be a concert or some some happening down there it's just this is tuesday night in february
1: people just like to come i'm not from a city that has anything like that at all so i'll go downtown sometimes just to get dinner or something and be like what's going on is there something happening right? all the time i'm what is this and it's like oh no we just kind of live in a destination city now
0: well i think you get what Jim and I are talking about, and that is the pride we take in seeing people embrace where we're from, mm-hmm. knowing from whence it has come, yeah. and to see what Phil Bredesen's vision was of downtown and starting to build the arena, to build the stadium, and all of the other people who have had a vision to work so hard, uh, the great convention center that's down there, and, and all, I mean, it just fits together, so well, and I think the league saw that vision at the jersey unveiling that this city, the county, the metro, whatever, could could pull it off, and the venues were in such coordinated places. It's perfect.
2: It's great. Yeah, it's great, and it's going to have a music theme. I know downtown, I mean, just in the last couple of years, I know Florida, the Florida-Georgia house has opened up. I guess Dirks Bentley has a place downtown. Blake Shelton has a place downtown. Just open. I think Jason Aldean has opened up a place downtown. So there's more and more to do uh, with each passing month. Uh, I thought it was interesting to hear Amy talk with Amy and Ashley. Amy uh, Adam Strunk. Yes, Amy Adam Strunk, just about her her, her daddy, as she calls him, just what, what it was like when he moved the team to Nashville and how it was a different city back then uh, in the late 1990s. And to see how far it's come now to see uh, this city home of the 2019 NFL draft, it's just going to continue to grow. I mean, obviously it leads to questions about – uh, well, it's the Super Bowl next. Well, that's, that's down the road. But the fact that Nashville is now in the conversation for some of these big events, is, uh, I think it's great. And, and the more the merrier, if you ask me, the only bad thing about all the growth uh, is the traffic. traffic. But, you know, I can deal with that because, uh, I, like you said, there's a lot of pride that goes into seeing what the city's become. Well,
0: that and you have a driver. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I just yeah. live on the west side of town. That's so. it. All <laughs> right. Come hang out so, with me. So let's talk about Amy Adams Strunk for just a minute. Doesn't this finally convince the world if they weren't already convinced outside of Nashville? Because I think people in this region, in the Mid-South, have been convinced for quite a while. Isn't this finally she's the real deal, she gets it? If there was any question outside of here about her from the
2: league and anybody else – that's out the window now without a doubt because she's handled herself you know beautifully you know every step of the way in these interviews and and i you know she she had to kind of weather the storm i guess so to speak at the beginning you know by design she has said that she kind of stayed out of the spotlight when she first took over in march of 2015 Uh, i mean she 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 knew that there were going to be changes uh, on the horizon she had a vision for what she wanted to do she's made you know, multiple changes that head coach to get it to where she has it today with Mike Vrabel leading the way. She had to change a general manager to get, you know, to get John Robinson, who has helped change this franchise. She made a lot of changes, obviously, in the building, uh, at the stadium, just you know, the 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 st- the organization, the staff throughout. She's changed a lot of things up, and now she's at a point where the team has now uh, turned the corner back-to-back nine-win seasons. She's got the right people in place, and now I think she feels like she's at a good place with the other 32 owners as well. So she's got a confidence about her. She's got a little bit of a swagger about her, I think, now by the because of the way things have played out. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to see... Everything has turned. Everything on social media now. Anytime I tweet a story out, uh, anything time you read the comments at the end of a story, anytime you hear other people talk about her from a Nashville perspective, it's all positive. And uh, uh, you know, we talk about Nashville coming a long way. Just the the ownership and where things have gone at the top uh, has come a long ways here as well.
1: We've been fortunate to follow her for every step of her journey as the Titans controlling owner. And so the conversation very early on in her career was being the new guy and wanting to find her role and be very careful about what she did and just take time to learn. And so I asked her the other day, I said, do you feel like you're not the new guy anymore? Do you feel like you've solidified your role in this boys room, really? And she said, oh, absolutely. She said, this shows that I mean business, that... I'm here to do something, and I'm going to get it done. And I think that's just been so exciting to watch and to have her representing the Titans the way that she does and to really show fans that she cares when for a while people were questioning whether she did just because she wasn't around as much or out in the spotlight as much. It has been so cool to see her really take ownership and really get that recognition in a group of people who... Is kind of a hard room to win over, I would imagine.
0: You were both with her as she did her media in Atlanta. What was it like behind the scenes to see Amy Adams Strunk working with the national media for a change?
1: It was awesome. It was, um, she was so excited to talk to people and, um, I know media isn't something she's always been inc- incredibly comfortable with, but she, she wanted to talk to everybody. She was on NFL Network. She was doing radio. She was talking to us. Um, it was great to see her working the room, and she was excited about the draft, and she was excited to talk about it, and um, people were so receptive to her and her energy and her excitement level. And I mean, she's very well-spoken, and so people enjoy having those conversations with her. It was fun to watch.
2: Yeah, and it's cool to see her standing there with Roger Goodell, you know, posing with the with the NFL draft helmet. And then, uh, you know, she 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 knows everybody. I think she does a good job of of recognizing people, kind of connecting with people. There was a a younger, uh, I guess, news reporter from Channel 17 there that she had not met. She introduced him herself to him and then she knew all the other uh, reporters down there by name I, I thought that was pretty impressive it's kind of the way she is when she walks the building she she knows everybody here and uh and she is uh you know she's proud of of where this franchise is now she's proud to see the city of nashville get such a big event she just wants to make people happy and uh you know she's she is all about Pleasing people, uh, not only the work for her, but but fans. I mean, you watch her, uh, and you've seen her on these ro- when we go on the road or when there's an event at the stadium. She shakes hands with everybody that, that comes across her and, sh- and signs you know, autographs, takes pictures with them. She's she's a, a woman of the people, and uh, and that kind of, that even shows at big events like this.
0: And Stuart Spears said it well in the press conference that was held uh, down by the river. The organization, much like we're talking about being proud of Nashville and and proud to see the recognition that Nashville is getting – The people in this organization are proud that she is getting that kind of recognition.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jim and I were sitting at this press conference like our daughter was about to go off to prom. We're taking all of these (laughs) pictures of her shaking hands with Goodell and posing with Goodell. I was like, oh, my gosh, I look like a crazy person. But I wanted to make sure that we captured that moment, and I was so excited for fans to see that interaction Because that's such a neat opportunity, and it's something that we don't get to see very much. And so, but oh man, we looked crazy cakes. I'm like leaning over to make sure I get the right shot. I don't do that very often, but I was proud and I was excited. And
2: Jim, way to back me up, buddy. Yep. Well, I was, when my daughter went off to prom, it was, you know, probably a lot more nervousness uh, (laughs) than, you know, Yesterday, definitely a proud moment. When you send your daughter off to prom, I was probably a little more misty-eyed, I guess.
1: <laughs> Yesterday? Or when your no, daughter no,
0: went when to prom? Oh. went
2: to prom and then was sent her off to prom. Wow, I was going to say, if you're saying
0: that, you're looking for a raise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about what's going on right now at St. Thomas Sports Park here on the OTP, and those are OTAs. Well done. So we're talking OTAs on the OTP. I love it. All right, so <laughs> you've had a chance to watch this football team a bit. I want to start with you, Jim White. What has grabbed you? I don't want you to give a column away with your five things or your ten things or your six-pack or your 12 <laughs> things. Whatever. Mike's making fun of you. No, right I'm, now. I'm not really making fun. But I, I don't want him to give away all his good stuff. But.
2: What's grabbing you so far watching this team for a week? Well, I did. And I did do an observation. I'm, I'm allowed to do observations out of practice that are open uh, to the media, and then we have obviously other OTAs that are uh, that are not open for cameras to see. Uh, but I did uh, did one early in the week, and uh, you know, I think I mentioned, you know, Corey Davis looking good, you know, and being uh, looking healthy and 100 percent. Uh, you know he's a lot more confident, uh, and he's going to have a whole off season get on the same page with Marcus Mariota. It's great to see Tajay Sharp out there. He's made plays early on. I think the defenses look good. I mean that, the offense is going through an adjustment period here as, as everyone gets to, gets familiar with Matt Lafleur and the new scheme, and that includes Marcus Mariota the guys around him. But I, I think the defenses have been impressive to me, just with coverage and uh, and and just the personnel on that side of football. I mean, we've got some returners here, some Pro Bowl returners. We've added to the group that uh, it's going to make that a pretty pretty good group.
1: Mike Vrabel is captivating to watch as a head coach. There, there are so many opportun- or different points during a practice where I will just notice myself watching him work with these players and really get into coaching. You and I have talked about it a little bit, Mm -hmm. Mike, just how fun it is to watch him as a coach. You can tell that he is so passionate about that. And he is so excited to be teaching these guys finally. You know, we're not just talking about it anymore. We're not just, well, it'll be cool when the guys get in here. He gets to teach and he's so gifted at it and he's such a just a compelling guy to watch. I've really, really enjoyed watching Mike Vrabel become a head coach.
0: The biggest thing that has jumped out to me is all of the teaching. They are spending this time doing a lot more with fundamentals and teaching how they want things done rather than working situationally. And, listen, I'm not saying one way is better than the other. It's the NFL. Practices are different everywhere. But this is, to me, a change, and it seems to be something the players are enjoying.
2: I think so. I mean, some some do it differently. I mean, Kerry Combs, you know, speaking of guys who get your attention out on the practice field, I mean, he's an intense guy, yeller, screamer, encourager, though. And I think he's uh, – I, I like his style, and I think his fans come out here to watch training camps are going to get a kick out of watching him. But it is a, a young staff, and it is a young staff. I, I do think that's a good point about the teaching element of it. Uh, you know you look at veterans out there like uh, Combs and, and and Dean peace you know but but you see a lot of younger guys that w- leading other position groups and uh you know the enthusiasm's been great. I think guys have been flying around out there uh you know things will pick up even more as we get closer to the mini camp next month, but it's gonna be a fun training camp to watch. I can guarantee you that
1: oh, absolutely guys are already talking about how like are we in training camp what's happening we're exhausted. But I mean, the pace is fast. It's a fast, high energy practice. And I think that's really cool. I think that's fun to watch. I mean, I'm glad I'm not doing it, but because <laughs> it's hot out there, man.
0: Well, we were doing the, the Nashville Sports Council luncheon yesterday, the the Cooper Steel speaker series and Mike Vrabel and John Robinson were on the podium and. The thing that has stood out to practice or stood out to me about practice is it looks like exactly how Mike Vrabel would want it to be when he was a player. The the conditioning, the attention to detail, all of the technique things, because those were areas that were big parts of his game where he excelled. And so I made that point to him that that was how it looked, and and essentially I was met with, no duh. (laughs) 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 And and he did, after sort of mocking me, kind of hurting my feelings, um, he did confirm that that's exactly what it is. You want to be able to be in good enough condition and to be able to maintain your concentration that you keep your technique into the fourth quarter, that you're still playing with the same speed and technique in the fourth quarter that you're playing with in the first quarter. And I, I think it makes it makes tons of sense from who he is and what he
2: is. Yeah, and hearing about him so much. I mean, when he was first hired, you heard the stories about him from Houston. Uh, I am remembering here, hearing you speak, uh, talking to Matthew Slater at this last year's Super Bowl about Vrabel as a player. And he remembers when he was a rookie and he was – screwing a, a drill up and he said that Vrabel was riding him about it and eventually Vrabel stepped in and said hey, if you can't get it done right I'm going to step in there and do it for you and kind of show you how it's done and, and really when you watch practices uh, he's not afraid to call a guy out I mean, I don't care if it's a, if it's an undrafted free agent or a guy you know, who's made the team after a tryout or it's a veteran who's been around here for a while I mean, if he, he wants it done right these guys respect him Uh, He played 14 years in the league. He's got three Super Bowl rings to his name. It wasn't that long ago that he was out here on this field as a football player, and I think that gives uh – you know, gives him a lot of moxie going into these practices, and that's why you get so much. Uh, these guys are paying attention and doing what you You always do what your head coach says, but it's, it means a lot coming from him, obviously.
0: But the point also needs to be made, he's not running the Junction Boys practice out here either. There's not a bunch of crazy hitting or they're not fist fights. He takes periods at the end, and he says, Hey, guys, get an extra Gatorade you're pros, we want to just take a little break here and be ready for the next period. I mean, it's still very much, while it's a different tempo, it's still very much pro football.
1: Absolutely, but you can tell, as you were saying before, that it's designed by someone who has done it before. Right. He's not a coach who's like, well, this is how we've done it my whole time coaching, and so that's what we're going to do. He's been through those types of practices, knows what his guys need. He seems very intuitive as to where they are and when to push and when to pull back which is a neat thing to see this early in the season. I agree.
2: Yeah, and you know, and he not only has a perspective as a as a player who played for so long, but so long, but he he worked under Bill Belichick and he worked under Bill Cower and he's and and coach O'Brien in in Houston and and Urban Meyer at Ohio State. I mean, he's seen some of the best in the business do it, and I'm sure he's taken some of that you know, into his coaching style.
0: You know, he said that yesterday at that luncheon, exactly that, that he's taken something from everybody, that, that parts of him He played for a great high school coach, you know, a legend, Jerry Reardon, a legendary high school coach. He played for John Cooper, who is in the College Football Hall of Fame as a coach. And so all of those things, I think you're absolutely right. He's he's learned so much from so many different people, but you, you, you're watching it be applied. And I'm like Amy, and I think Amy made a really good point in how interesting it is to watch him. But the feeling that I have is I never think I'm watching a first-time head coach. He, He
2: definitely has a presence about him.
0: He has a presence, and it looks like it has looked like from the start that he is very much in command of what he wants to do and knows what he wants to do.
1: People have been talking about Mike Vrabel having a presence since high school. We went and talked to Coach Reardon, and he was talking about the presence that Mike Vrabel had, just walking the halls at his high school. And we've spoken to his college coach, and he talked about the presence they had on the field and with his teammates and in the locker room. He's just one of those guys, you know, one of those people who has something a little extra. I don't know if it's Moxie, because I wanted to use that word. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. Or... If it's just some – he has some sort of innate quality that just makes him fill up whatever space he's in, and guys seem to really be responding
0: to that. Speaking of moxie and a presence, we're going to end this show. We all said moxie. We did. We're <laughs> going to end this show by talking about someone who has a presence. Ab Wells has been with this organization for five years today.
1: That is true. Do you remember your, first, do you remember your yeah.
0: first interview?
1: I do. It was with Mark Mariani. That was my first interview with a player – My first interview ever was on caravan
0: with you. Is that right? Yeah, do you remember that? It was uh, near Cookville, wasn't it? I think so. Yes, or was it in Cookville?
1: I don't know where we were. You were were so excited to be on caravan. I was terrified. I was so scared. Day two in a new job, they said, pack a bag. You're getting on a bus. You're going to be gone overnight with these strangers. And Mike says, well, we should probably introduce you to Titans fans. So, all right, go interview all these kids.
0: That's what happened. You interviewed Titans fans. You talked with I Titans did. fans. Mm-hmm. Did you walk up and say, Do you know who I am, kid? No. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I don't even. I don't, That's what you do now.
1: I don't even know what I said, honestly. It was good. I blacked out. I
0: remember that, Kara. You were, uh, you were very, very excited. No, what, how would you characterize the last five years of being part of and covering this organization from the inside?
1: Oh, my God. Bananas, but in the best possible way. It has been the most terrifying yet rewarding experience of my entire life. I've walked into all kinds of things I never, ever imagined that I'd be able to do, whether it's being on a TV show, whether it's having this podcast, whether it's doing things on the radio, the people I've been able to interview.
0: Hanging out with Amy Adam Strunk.
1: Hanging out with Amy Adam Strunk. It's been a remarkable couple of years. I, I am so grateful for the years that I've had. And I'm so excited for where we're about to go. It's going to be crazy.
0: It's better than 2 and 14. It's so right, much better right than now 2 and is, 14. Right now is a lot better. Well, by virtue of the company handbook, you're supposed to have a cake. <laughs> Look at here.
1: So it is in the handbook.
0: You can't see it. There it is. I
1: am so excited.
0: There it is. And there you can't see cake. it on the radio, but there is a cake. I'm sure there will be a picture at some point. Oh, there will be. Congratulations on five years.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks
0: for all you've done. You know. And you you can keep going if you want to.
1: Thank you. I get my job
0: so you, you, for, you, for another year. We would like for you to keep
1: it. <laughs> I'll stay.
0: And, Jim, when you hit five years. I'm looking forward to that. You, you get a cake. Yep. You, you get a cake. You can have some of this cake if you want. I think I'll give it a shot. All right. For Jim Wyatt and Amy Wells celebrating her fifth anniversary with the team. Also, Ashley Farrell and Jeff Harding. Mike Keats says thanks for being with us on the OTP.
1: You guys are the nicest.